0: Happy Sunday, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another Sunday Social. I'm your host, Thomas III, and I'm right here today with Dennis Knifechief. How you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, you're a professional boxer, former Oklahoma Junior Middleweight Champion. Um, had a had a belt. Um, now, what tribe are you? You're Pawnee, right? Yes, Pawnee. Pawnee tribal member. Yes, How'd sir. you get into boxing?
1: Man, I've been in... Uh... I've been all around athlete my whole life and uh, about seven and a half years ago I worked at a tire shop in uh, Shawnee, and there's this amateur boxer man this big old guy he's uh he's like six five big uh big white guy and uh and he looked like he was like some type of athlete but anyways we found out later he's an amateur boxer and so I went uh, I asked him you know and I was like, hey man. I'd like to try it out and then sure enough uh went went and uh trained with them and then i found out a month later that there's a uh a, a pro boxing match and the coach at that time said you want to just go ahead and turn pro i can i get you to turn pro and i was like he said i can get you in i can get you paid so you know of course what's a young guy like Like me, gonna do, I'm gonna just say, Yeah, heck yeah, you know. So, I did that, and sure enough, first round, I go out there, only have a month of training, uh, fight with an experienced guy. And first round, uh, I tried to knock him out, you know, I basically um, empty out my gas tank in the first Mm. round, and then um, the next three rounds, man, uh, I was exhausted, but I found I had a lot of heart and I had a good chin, and yeah, man, and the next fight uh, got a knockout and the rest of the history, man. Now I'm 12, 10 and one, uh, with eight knock or seven knockouts and, um, and the top hundred in the nation and, uh, just trying to work my way up to a world title, man.
0: That's awesome, man. So, um, you, you've been fighting. So you, you just picked it up on a whim. How old were you whenever that, whenever you decided to start boxing? Twenty-three years old. Twenty-three. So yep. you know, there's a lot of people that start off real young and they work their way up, and that, that's crazy that you just kind of jumped into it like that, just kind of yeah. kind of met a dude, huh? <laughs> yeah. So what what has um what has being a pro boxer allowed you to do as far as like in the community and and helping out um with your fellow tribal members and the youth and that kind of thing?
1: And it's done uh, great things, great things in my life and. Man, it's just, it's been a blessing and, uh, it, get, it gave me a lot of discipline to, to be, um, to act like a world champ that I believe that I already am, you know, and it helped, it helps me, uh, have a stage, a platform to, uh, reach out to the community so that, that they can believe in themselves, um, And be better, you know, every day. Be great daily. You know, I got all these hashtag things I always post, you know, believe in in achievement, be great daily. I mean, you have a decision every day to, you know, to be better or to not be. And um, uh, I've been involved uh, with the community Quite a bit, in Shawnee. Uh, I've helped out with the Boys and Girls Club. It, it was awesome, you know, helping the kids uh, show them the disciplines of boxing, of what boxing has uh, shown me in my life. You know, it's it's just really amazing. Uh, I've done a lot of speaking engagements to uh, several schools, and um, you know, I'm just trying to use this platform to let people know, you know, that they can um, achieve anything through God. God is who I believe in, and my Theist all will help my heavenly Father. That's who I believe in. that's who I believe gives me strength for all these uh, courageous things that I've been able to do uh,
0: throughout my career. So do you have any of those uh, kind of events or speaking engagements with the public? Is there any of that coming up, um, you know, in the next, I don't know, month or so or a couple months or whatever? Well, we don't have any
1: happening right now. Um. We're just uh, working on helping. Like I was uh, telling you earlier, whenever we're talking, chit-chatting before this, uh, you know, we're getting my um, my teammate Bo Gibbs Jr. ready for his fight, June twenty second. Um, pretty busy. I work at Red Lobster, and um, you know, um, if if anything comes up, you know, we, um, I, I just, I say yes, you know. Um, we we usually do fees, but I mean, if they can't if they can't meet that fee, then I'm willing to do it for free. So, so, so. how
0: could how could they get a hold of you to uh, to schedule something like that? If if there was a maybe a youth group or something that would like to get a hold of you, what's your what's your contact info for that for booking? For
1: booking, I have a uh, fan page on Facebook called Dennis the Pawnee Express Knife Chief, so they can go look that up on Facebook and and send me a message on my fan page. And then I have a a regular profile um, for Dennis Charles. And then as well, I have an email, dknifechief at yahoo.com. You can email me whatever whatever they'd like. And, uh, yeah, we can definitely get something set
0: up if they'd like to have me. Sounds good. So uh, you said you're – your teammate, um, has a fight coming up. How big, how big is your boxing team that you're a part of?
1: It's, uh, it's, it's actually just me and, um, uh, it's, it's a small, tight, you know, tight, uh, team. Uh, we have Joe Garcia. He's a amateur boxer. Um, he's, he's a coach as well and Edmund and he, he's really great. He's, um uh, I, I believe he's, uh, I think he's a cruiserweight and, um, He's a great boxer, very intelligent. And I have Darrell Bo Gibbs. That's uh, my coach, and he's a preacher, and he's, uh, he's a great coach, and he's the mayor of Kearney, Oklahoma. Hmm. And he does it all. He, he preaches. He even sings on the keyboard, man. He's, he's just a very blessed man, and I'm blessed to have him in my life. And then his son, which is my teammate, uh, Bo Gibbs Jr., Bo Hands of War Jr., Uh, that's that's my my training partner we work together we uh push each other we uh we we just go to the max you know we believe we're world champions and and uh we we got you know the whole Gibbs family and and my brother and then I got Kerry Cody you know we're there's just a, a few of us in there, and we got my supporters, you know, uh, my my sponsors. I got Chad Singleton at Tomahawk Restoration in Mustang, Oklahoma. He helps me out uh, tremendously, and he supports me throughout everything in Comanche Construction and the Leader LLC. Thank you all so much for that support too.
0: That's that's awesome, man. Now you talk about having to work that that other job that um, working at Red Lobster. Talk. Can you tell a little bit about um, the struggles? You know, kids think about, I'm going to go be a pro athlete, and they think, you know, it's all big cars and big checks and, you know, nightclubs and having yeah. the time to do whatever you want. When in reality, it's it's a grind because you got to keep your body in shape, but you still have to find a way to to make money in between fights, right? Yep, yep. So can you can you tell the kids a little bit about what that grind, what that grind is and and how much work it really is to be a professional athlete?
1: Man, it takes it takes a whole lot of work, a whole lot of dedication, Um, man. And it takes, like I say, God, 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 God all day, man uh that's how i get my strength and it's just you got you got to have resilience man you gotta you gotta believe in yourself you gotta be prepared to work every single day every hour every second like i i work um i work five days a week uh from from 10 30 to 5 and then i drive an hour to Kearney and go train there for two hours uh whenever i'm during training camp i'll do that five times a week i live in norman i'll go from norman to Kearney and it's um like i always tell my other friends or tell other people you know like if it's easy then someone you know if it's easy then someone's lying to you it, it, you might as well give it back because there's 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 nothing easy in life and that's one thing that i i have learned that's um that's very valuable to me like whenever I was young just like you're saying what would I tell the kids whenever I was young and even in my speaking engagements like I always tell the kids like I remember whenever I was young I thought there's one thing I could do and I would just be a, a great basketball player or whatever I wanted to be I thought I could just drink uh, a Gatorade or something and you know you see on them commercials mm. they drink Gatorades, them, them athletes and then they go dunk it But but there's a lot of work that goes behind that there's a lot of grind there's a lot of um resilience that you have to have a lot of passion you know life isn't easy and um as soon as the kids can get that you know get that um get that really as as soon as they can get that man there it'll set them way ahead of their of their age and of their time
0: and they can um you know be great you know right off the bat and that's that's probably one of the hardest things to do is to convince a kid of something. I know I was, I was that headed kid that knew everything and you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell me nothing when I was little, you know what I mean? So everything that, that my parents told me would happen in, you know, and ended up happening. And yep. it's just like, man, you know, if I'd have just listened to it, but you know, a lot of times it doesn't work that way. And, and, that's one of the messages that that I try to get out to kids is, it's not like you're just gonna go through life and it's perfect just how you planned it and all that kind of stuff. You're gonna have times whenever you fall down. You're gonna have times. It's about how you react to that, how you pick yourself up, and like you know, just just not giving up. And I think that's a, I think that's a really important part of of your story too. It's just kind of never giving up on that dream and just uh grinding through it. So so what's up next for you as far as boxing? Um what are you what are your future plans? Future plans, uh so we're looking at
1: September at Fire Lake Arena in Shawnee. Um and then just a heads up too, June twenty second, next weekend, my teammate Bo Hands of War Gives is gonna get a W. So come out, y'all. But but yes, that's uh that's what we're looking at um in September. Uh we don't have an exact date yet, but we're looking to get eight rounds in, um and you know, get get back in the win and call them. Um I just uh fought in Atlantic City in Texas. You know, I had uh two back to back losses. They were they were tough fights. Um trying to fight the best right now. You know, I feel like I'm in my prime and uh, and yeah, man, Fire Lake Arena in September. We're just uh, staying, staying in shape right now, and training camp officially starts uh, at the end of this month. And um, yeah, man, we're just just trying to grind, 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 and, and get ready, get your mind mentally and prepared.
0: So, <clears throat> you said you took a couple of a uh, couple of tough losses back to back. Could you tell us a little bit about those and kind of what happened?
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, so. The second-to-last loss that I had uh, is in Atlantic City versus an undefeated fighter. He's uh, 10-0, five knockouts. His name was uh, Chris Thomas, and uh went to Atlantic City. Um, it was a co-main event, and, yeah, he was overweight, five pounds overweight. I jumped up a weight class to fight him, and then he was five pounds overweight. Definitely felt his weight whenever we were out there uh, fighting and receiving, you know, his punches. Um but uh but yeah man it was it was a great fight uh i we we definitely feel like we won the fight uh i was never down in that whole fight and i dropped him in the fourth round i dropped him several or i hurt him several times but he was on the canvas once in the fourth round i never hit the canvas i kept putting on the pressure but you know it went to a decision he had heart and the the judges gave it to him to the hometown kid and that's just kind of how it goes sometimes but but I'm okay with that. You know, I, I use all these uh, fights as experience. And and I gain knowledge from that for my next fight. And my, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing, like, too, for these kids, for anybody out there. They just want to see a winner all the time. A winner, a winner. You know, <clears throat> I feel like I'm already a winner. Of course, I don't want to go in there and lose. But throughout these fights, wisdom is gaining knowledge from uh, somebody else's mistakes. So, you know, i learned from my own mistakes in these fights. There's always something you could have, would have, should have done, but it is what it is, and you just got to keep rolling. I just fought in Texas, too, right at – or a few months after that, and it was an eight-round fight. Went down to 146 to fight, and first time getting down there, and uh, I – we felt like it depleted my uh, my energy and took away my chin. I couldn't take a shot that well. Um, the first round I got dropped. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to dig deep later in the fight, but, but I had to dig deep, you know, the, right off the back. So, you know, we went to war uh, for eight rounds. He caught me flush. The ref stopped it. So that's uh, what happened in my last two losses.
0: And that's kind of that's kind of tough to take a <clears throat> take a loss like that. I know that uh, you know one thing that my dad would always tell me was, no matter how big you are, how bad you are, there is somebody out there that's bigger and badder. and you are gonna you are gonna meet up with them eventually. So you can't get too big of a too big of a head. Now, can you tell me about the first time? Because because like I've only had a few street fights. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't, like I don't like getting hit, and I I know the times that i got hit the hardest and but i've never you know i've never been put out or anything like that yeah so can you tell us a little bit about that first time that you kind of felt like you were out you know what i mean like that where you were just kind of out there
1: yeah yeah all right so for me too and all these fights uh I've never been out. I've never been out cold. I've been dropped. I can I can I always got up, man. I never was out completely. Um I let's see here. I never yeah, throughout I've been uh TKO'd through my ten losses uh four times. So all them TKOs that I had um were were referee stopping it or they have a three knockdown rule. But all them other times I got up. But um It's crazy, man. Whenever you do get hit, you get caught flush. Sometimes your legs will just go from under you. Sometimes the punch won't even hurt. And you'll just be like, Man, I just got rocked, you know? And then I'll then I have to, you know, keep my composure, act like I'm not hurt. I know he's gonna come back and try to finish me off. So I gotta just use my footwork, my jab. It's crazy. Like I have to be calm through that storm and and uh be prepared for, for what's coming next and what I'm gonna do to capitalize uh on his
0: mistakes. It's crazy. So how much of that is just basically muscle memory? Um, you know, once you're once you're hurt, once you're actually kinda out on your feet, um, but your feet still kind of know what to do because you've done so much of this footwork practicing and all yep. that kind of stuff. And I've always heard like uh, Wrestling and boxing were two of the hardest, like, kind of sports to, to train for because there's so much involved in trying to make weight and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Now, um, they've been doing a lot to try, to try to make boxing safer, you know, to kind of keep from the, the head injuries and that kind of thing. Where do, you, where do you stand on the difference between stopping a fight maybe a little too early uh, you know, if you think that you might have been able to knock him out, and then you know that idea that let's save him them from themselves, yeah, you know, ending up kind of punch drunk by the end of your career. How do you how do you balance that? What do you feel like about that?
1: Man, it's um, I've watched a lot of boxing within this past uh seven and a half years, and definitely saved the fighter. Like whenever they um. Whenever they stopped the fight, honestly, I was like, I was okay with that. I mean, just because, but dang, I I wasn't okay, honestly, because <laughs> I wanted to go out on my shield like, yo, knock me out before, yeah. you know, knock me out and then stop the fight, you know. But that's a fighter's mentality, yeah. you know. That's our mentality, and that's why they do have a ref in there to, to call it off or you have your coach in there to throw in the towel because we're fighters and we fight and i mean there's been some fighters you know very few that have quit or whatever but but when you're in your prime and when you're ready to fight man um in that fight i wasn't gonna win that fight unless i knocked him out you know and and um i've had fights wherever i was losing the whole fight and I've, i'm knocked out a guy that's how i won that title uh oklahoma junior middleweight title man uh I was getting I was kind of getting worked for about five rounds and boom I I dropped him, finished him, and that was it. And that's the that's the definition of a puncher's chance,
0: right? Yep, exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. You can always catch somebody just right and and mm-hmm. you know, you can always Buster Douglas somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yep. uh, you know, my dad was a big fight fan, so I watched a lot of boxing with him. He used to uh train um train some some golden gloves and stuff like that whenever he was younger. And so I you know, I've always kind of been into boxing. And um, you know, there's there's some really good native fighters out there, whether it's boxing or MMA. Um, how much do you think that that native kind of warrior mentality has on on how these fighters and boxers um can achieve, you know, because that's kinda That's kind of the way we're, we're bred. We're, we're built to be warriors. We, we have that warrior spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're proud of that. You know what I mean? That, that never give up. How much do you think that's, that's had to do with your success in boxing just that, that native warrior spirit,
1: man, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I never, I never thought I could withstand any of these, uh, Fights that I've—I've 23 pro fights, man. Like it's crazy, and I have no amateur fights. And uh, what what brought me the 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 furthest was my warrior spirit. My uh, Indian name is Toodah Hoxty, and Pawnee. It means a tenacious warrior that won't yield his ground. And I think it means a a whole lot for us natives out there. But there's one little barrier that I've seen a lot of them don't believe in themselves. You know, they don't believe that, man. Like, they don't believe that they could go do these things, man. Like, like anybody can do it, really. Like, I mean, well, I guess some people are, uh, you know, cut from a different cloth, like, in, in certain things, but we do have that warrior, that heart within us that we can go out and do anything, like, whether it's music, whether it's, uh, you know, being educated or fighting, you know. Whether it's any of that, man, we all have that that fire inside of us, and it, it just depends on what we use it for. But the fighters that are native out there, that are fighters, they got heart. There's there's a guy named Joe Hip that was in Tyson's uh, era. He he was a beast, and uh, I think he's from Blackfeet Clan. Uh, I'm not sure, not not too much about him, but he man, he was a great heavyweight fighter. And uh, you know, you got you know Comanche boy. You know you got uh who else do we got man there there's there could be lots more oh yeah if if we just believe in ourselves and you know
0: is is combat sports making a comeback because you know from the time Mike Tyson kind of went down, we haven't seen the same kind of kind of hype around boxing. Um, a lot of people kind of contributed that to MMA, but now you're kind of seeing the MMA fall back mm-hmm. and you're seeing, you know, the boxing kind of, I guess, level out. Do you yeah. think we're going to see in, in a renaissance of boxing? Are we going to watch it kind of slowly die? Uh, no, nah, man. I, I'll tell you what, just like you are saying, bro,
1: like, man, it's coming back. Like the heavyweight division, man is is booming right now you had a big upset with andy ruiz he's uh andy ruiz jr he's a very first mexican heavyweight world champion yeah, i saw he, that bro it.
0: hey the, that dad, was the dad bod. Crazy. yeah
1: bro <laughs> he's got the dad bod too i heard teddy atlas say man he's putting all them uh them muscle farm nutrition places out of business because man you could be a world champion and look like that you know So I mean that guy, man, that was a big upset. Then you got Deontay Wilder, you got you know Anthony Joshua. He's definitely still in the mix. Of course, they're gonna have that rematch. Mm. We'll see what happens. And then you got you know, what's his name? There's another one. You got Wilder. Oh, and then Tyson Fury, of course. Of course, man, he's a yeah, he's a man. He's a firecracker already. You know. Then there's a lot of other heavyweights that are that are coming up. You know, like. We didn't hear about Andy Ruiz until he got that big, big shot with Anthony Joshua. There's yeah. a lot of other Andy Ruiz's out oh, yeah. there that are like heavyweight boxers that that are ready to, you know, get their name in the spotlight. And even with the lower divisions, you got Lomachenko, you got Mikey Garcia, man, you got uh, you got Danny Garcia, you know, you got uh, Keith One-Time Thurman, you know, Manny Pacquiao still doing his thing. He's kind of close to his... End of his career. And man, you just got several other great boxers in all different types of divisions. It's just, it's crazy. I feel like it's going to explode within the next year and a half to two years. It's going to explode. That's how I'm feeling. And I'm so blessed to be in the game in my prime right now because I know once my time comes, I'm going to be right there within that explosion.
0: Does it seem like that was always um, kind of boxing's bread and butter was that heavyweight division? And if we can start seeing some – some, and, you know, I think it may just be because there weren't any American heavyweights. You know what I mean? A lot of it has been uh, British and Russians. Yeah, you know, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I think that turns a lot of – you know the american boxing fans off it's yeah. kind of like soccer yeah you know we'll we'll watch women's soccer because usa is good in it <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. we're not watching the men's fifa you yeah. know it's yeah. like it's like we need somebody somebody to kind of root for but i feel like i feel like um you know a fat mexican is kind of like we could get behind that you know what i mean like i'm, <laughs> For real, I'm bro. down with that like, yeah snickers
1: you, even sponsors
0: them <laughs> yeah see that's that's crazy. awesome man yeah. i love that kind of stuff so you know hopefully we do see kind of an uptick in it um yeah like like i said you know it's it's kind of the same as with football you know there's so many um so much of that head trauma that they're trying to reduced and trying to figure out and and i'm just kind of hoping it doesn't kill these sports yeah you know what i mean because that that's kind of the biggest thing the whole cte and you know um all that kind of stuff how how big of a of a um i guess of a scare is that for you you Man. know to think about repeated head trauma like that you know being knocked down and how many times how many concussions is enough you know before you say i can't do this anymore
1: yes yes it's uh man it's a hurt business it's crazy um <clears throat> it's a double edged sword you know it's done so much for me in my life but i know <clears throat> if i don't get out of it at that time you know when i i say i got three more years uh three to four possibly um but yeah like i said it's a double edged sword there's um concussions it's crazy even like in football you know there's actually more think there's more concussions in, i mean in football than uh boxing um and then mma um but yeah man it's serious i've had a i've had a concussion before and it was scary man i thought i was gonna die like i was vomiting i i i I threw up you know i was vomiting i didn't know where i was at i was in my hometown and i was trying to like give myself a little test and i was like man i don't even know where i'm at and i'm in my hometown and you know it's dangerous and I'm um, I'm glad they're trying to protect the fighters and it's
0: a serious sport man Yeah cuz I think I think you really do like kind of getting back to that other point you really do kind of have to protect the boxers at some point because anybody that makes it to the professional level basically has that heart that they're not going to give up you know yeah. it's almost like you're going to have to knock me out and sometimes you know you, it's better to call it before you know, but there mm-hmm. but there are times and we'll, we'll continue to have that kind of controversy of whether they yep. call it too early or not. Um, an another kind of controversy that has kind of been around boxing for a long time is just the scoring the way that they score it, and how differently these these judges can see a fight and how how it's, it's just wild. It's basically perspective. And I don't, I don't know how, how, how can you fix that, man?
1: Man, this is what I always have said. Like with all these crazy judges, man, I swear, like it's so messed up. It's just horrible, man. Because we train our butts off, and we go in there, we win a fight. The judges take away, you know, a piece of our career by not scoring it right, you know, because we put all our time in. But I think. Th- man, if we could have some type of system or something to keep them judges accountable to where maybe we could, um, uh, some maybe in the post-fight, press conferences maybe the judges could sit up there and be questioned yeah. because you see the fighters on these big fights they they get the they just get done going 12 rounds and they have to be up up there and doing a post post fight interview with with everybody why not the judges you know yeah. because they're not in there getting hit so i think something like that you know to a certain extent to yeah, hold them to, accountable, exactly to where they could be confronted, man, that would, I think, that would help tremendously. Cause yeah, oh, it's just ridiculous, well, man.
0: And and one of the biggest problems too with with boxing is all these different boxing federations and you know these different yeah. titles that they can hold. There's got to be some kind of unified um, one champion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean for each weight class, mm-hmm. and until until that happens and you have these, you know, the best fighters going against mm-hmm. each other, you know, without trying to, and, and no disrespect to Ruiz, but that's what he thought. That's what, that's what Anthony Joshua thought was that that was a, you know, Tune let's up bring this, yeah, it's a tune-up fighter. So that, yeah. like, you know, let me make a little bit of money and they can't say I didn't defend my belt type mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. And then you come out and get knocked out, you know, and, and like there's there's some of that uh, it just needs to be it needs to be addressed. I think it's just too fragmented and that's a big problem. You know, you're not seeing the best fights. That that Mayweather Pacquiao fight should have happened 4 years before it did. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, cuz
1: when Pacquiao got knocked out by Marquez in his fifth fight or fourth fight, I don't know which one it was, but he wasn't the he wasn't as vicious, man. And yep. I think Mayweather was just and Mayweather, Mayweather's all time great. Y'all could say he looks boring, but he's yeah. beat a lot of world champions that that I loved.
0: <laughs> and well, I'm his, like, man, yeah, I gotta his, respect his defense, him. his footwork. I mean, yeah. you know, just not getting hit. That is an art in itself. You yep. know what I mean? To not take punches. Yep. And so. And he returns
1: it, you know. Yeah. Bop, bop. He'll counter clean, yeah. flush. Even with Canelo Alvarez, man, it was crazy. But, um, but yeah, man. Uh, the, about the the belts, uh, there's man. It's kind of hard. Uh, it's kind of hard to. I don't know how that would work out. With like, okay. So usually you got you got four um, for each weight class. There's uh four different like well, world belts, I believe. There's a IBF. There's a WBO. There's WBC. And then there's um, there's one more I'm missing, I believe, but there's four belts in each class, like world belts, like federations uh, or organizations, and then there's a WBO, that's the fourth one I missed. Um, so you think of it like, okay, people that don't know know much about boxing if you got if you got a guy that's undefeated and he has a belt you know they're going to look at him like oh he has a belt it's a world title but it's a piece of it they say the WBC is like the most uh recognized like more the more title to have because that's like what Mike Tyson Leonard and all of them
0: yeah that's See, the and main they're just, one they're just gonna have it's crazy. they're going to have to get they're going to have to get that down to one championship that's my yeah. Friend. but uh yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it for our Sunday social. I want to thank uh, Dennis Knife Chief for coming out, and uh, we're going to be checking checking it out and see see how you do in this next fight and hope you bring home a W. Heck yeah, bro. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Thanks for com- coming through. And uh, tell the people one more time how they can get a hold of you if they need, you know, if they want to get tickets or if they, uh, you know, want to bring you in for a speaker or something.
1: Okay. You can get me at my email, dknifechief at yahoo.com. And you can find me and message me on Facebook on my fan page, Dennis the Pawnee Express Knife Chief. And
0: I appreciate it. God bless, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks. And uh, for everybody here at Talk Jive, I'm Thomas III saying peace.